Do I just? I mean, do I just go ahead and introduce myself yeah. and say what's up? Yeah, Walter? man, right just angle. roll it. Just roll and it into it. This is the right angle, and I'm I'm Alfonso Rachel with my buddies Steve Green and Bill Whittle, and I'm sitting in for Scott Odd and all that good uh, all that good stuff. And guys, I guess we don't stop rolling. We just keep on rolling. Uh, this is what I saw, guys. I saw this is a, a Dem- uh, Democrat representative uh, elect Robert Garcia will take an oath on the Constitution. Uh, on a $5 million Superman number one, kind of like a vintage comment, Superman. Hey, and for, for a Democrat, why, why would you want, now I'm asking guys, why would he want to do that? I mean, is because this is vintage Superman. The Superman has stood for truth, justice in the American way. That's exactly right. I, 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 hey, I, let's give credit where credit is due. You know, I, I'm going to, you know, uh, uh, the biblical thing aside, which I think, uh, I think is a total insult, but... Maybe this could be a step in the right direction, you know? Truth, just in American way. Is that what you're going to uphold, Robert Garcia? Am I, am I giving him too much credit, y'all? I'd love it if he just uphold s- the damn Constitution. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I remember seeing a, a, a really, like, heroic drawing of Superman on top of, like, a mountain creek, you know, a creek, like a mountaintop, rather. And, he, and he's just as Superman as Superman gets, you know, and it's like... Um, and, and below that, it's something to the effect of, you know... Um, uh, a man sent his his only son to earth in order to to bring justice and peace to the world this isn't him you know and i thought uh i thought that was that was kind of great the thing about well first of all does it do either of you know are you required to take an oath on a bible or, no, no no somebody did it on a you quran have to right swear or affirm and i there's no constitutional requirement for anything other than the oath itself I think it's just really tradition that we put our hand on a on a Bible or a, a Torah. But the, or, that's not part of the oath. It's it's it's. No, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. just it's the actual statement. Because even the, the Bible okay. itself says, "Do not swear by, by anything in heaven or under." It says, "Do not swear by my my name." Basically, let your yes be your yes or your no be your no. Uh, that's that's what's actually in the Bible. But for some reason, we've made it a tradition to swear on the Bible. Okay. I kind of feel like both of you guys, it's like, you know, we're at the point now where things have gotten so so bad that you show me a, a Democrat who believes in anything, right? <laughs> I'm happy when Any, they show up for work wearing anything. pants. <laughs> is that, is that's that, a great point about, about it being old school Superman, you know? Yeah. What did they change it to? Truth, justice, and all that like, being stuff. the best you can be. All, no, that, oh, that was th- from That was in the Brandon Routh movie that was no yeah. good, yeah. But yeah, the but, new comics but, changed it to truth, justice, truth, and, justice and gender queer theory. Be, yeah, and being the best you can be or, or something like that, you know, turn it into a kind of a Nike ad kind of thing, you know? I actually got to do a video with uh, Dean Cain when they decided they were going to take uh, uh, Superman in this new direction or his son, right? And, right. uh, and, and Dean Cain of Lois and Clark. Yes, you know, and... Uh, and not to not to toot my own horn or anything like that. Even Dean Kane was like, "Yeah, I, I hadn't considered that, man." And that's I think that's pretty darn interesting, uh, interesting thing for them to pass up. But my whole thing was, and this is speaking of of Robert Garcia, you know, taking an oath on the Superman comment. You know, the development of Superman, uh, like the symbolism and whatnot, is is so reflective of what was in the Bible in the first place. I mean, the creators of Superman one, they're Jewish. So when they name Superman, yeah. it's not an it's not some syllables that they put together to like you know we're gonna call him Cal L. Um, Cal L is pretty deliberate. Uh, the name L, when you're talking about, it's, it's, we're talking about him coming from Krypton in the house of L. L itself is the name of God in the Bible. 
right? So you're saying the house of saying son of God, right? basically, and that's super who Superman is. And we say Cal in Hebrew, Cal means uh, like light. It also implies swiftness. Uh, and it, it's, uh, so when you talk about Superman who comes to Earth, everything is light to him. It's pretty much weightless to him. And he's faster than a speeding bullet. So when they name him Kal-El, these things are pretty, they're pretty deliberate. And, uh, and I'm like, despite these things that imply uh, a Superman whose S on his chest turns out to mean hope, uh, they want to go away from that narrative. And the thing that's more interesting than, uh, to them is that his son is going to be gay? You know, so I'm like, and even Dean's yeah, what like, a, what a fresh, crazy, <laughs> yeah. adventurous we, take on things. We, you know, that's what you do when you can't actually come up with a, a creative character. Uh, when you make a secondary characteristic the the primary focus of that character, it doesn't matter what that secondary characteristic is, uh, color, uh, uh, sexual preference, whatever. That's not interesting. As I've been saying on this show for years, if the contents of your underwear is the most interesting thing about you, then you are a tedious person. Uh, yes. It's just, we're, we're interesting up here. We're interesting in the things we do, not in not in just genetic characteristics. I, I, I don't really give a damn about those. Um, but slightly off top, actually entirely off topic, I don't care. One of the reasons they've had so much trouble making good Superman movies, except, of course, for the original Christopher Reeve movie, which is basically flawless, um, is that Superman is so OP, as I learned from my sons, overpowered, that uh, how do you hurt the guy? Um, and yeah, there's only one superhero and everybody else. Yeah, and right. And the classic combo of Superman and Batman, you have to devise a villain that uh, uh, is so strong that he's a challenge for Superman but can't kill Batman, which also doesn't make any sense. Um, but the original Superman, he couldn't fly. He wasn't amazingly he's strong. He's just a strong dude. Yeah, yeah. He, he, could le he could leap a tall building in a single bound. Uh, that was Isn't he holding a car over his head in the original, the very yes, first episode? Yes, Action Comics yeah. number one. Um, yeah. And some of my favorite screen Superman shows, uh, uh, big screen, were the old uh, Max Fleischer cartoons, which I think were done in the early 40s or mid-40s. And in one of them, uh, there's this, uh, a scientist has come up with this device for scanning asteroids. It's a big magnetic thing, and it accidentally starts an asteroid coming in towards the Earth. So oh, I hate it when that happens. So Superman, <laughs> who by now can fly, because it's, it's the 40s, um, and these are animated shorts, by the way. They're just brilliantly drawn. I love them. Superman can't budge the asteroid. He flies up into space. He can't budge it. He has to come back down to Earth and get help from Lois figuring out how to operate the machine. And... This this is a, a much more grounded Superman. This is this is the guy I would yeah. like to see them bring back. He's I mean he was basically uh, power wise on uh, uh, roughly on par with Captain America, and Cap is a deeply interesting character, and we can we can get that from Superman again. I got a couple things I for this. First of all, Zoe, uh, so I didn't know that. I learned something new from you every day. That I didn't know that about the name, uh, the Superman name of Kal El. Uh, unrelated to Superman, I I had a chance uh, a few years ago to to talk to a guy in the in the last few stages of his life, and as a kid, he had um, grown up in Los Angeles, and he'd hung out at all of these westerns. Right, it, he he would just be on the property while they're shooting oh, all these cool. westerns in the in the 30s and stuff, and he talked to a bunch of people, and he told me where the name the Lone Ranger's name Kimosabi comes from, and I thought, where does Kimosabi come from? He said it's actually a slur, a mispronunciation 
of, of the Spanish, of the Mexicans saying, who is this masked man? Quien no sabe. We oh. don't know who he is. That's what the Spanish means. Quien no sabe. We don't know. Who is this masked man? We don't know. Quien no sabe. And, and so that's how, that's how you got to Quimo Sabe, right? Oh, Quimo oh, Sabe. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, so Superman's, Superman is, is interesting. He's the only comic book character I've ever had any real interest in. Um, Jeremy Boring, among other people, and, and Jerry Seinfeld, for that matter, just worship the, the idea of Superman. Same. But the thing about Superman is he is he's designed to be America. That, that's why they say truth, justice, in the American way. When he really started to hit his stride in popularity after the war, America was unchallenged, unchallenged, unchallenged masters of the planet. And so you've got this, you've got this all-powerful creature who is constrained only by his own morality. Nothing is holding him back. There's nothing that can stop him from doing what he wants to do except for the combined wisdom of his Kryptonian father and Jonathan Kent, right? He's a- his Kryptonian father gives him all of this information, but, but, but it's Jonathan Kent that keeps Superman from going off and do whatever he, he wants to do. He's a decent Midwestern boy. He's a good man, yes, and because of his dad, right? And, and you're talking about the original movie being so perfect. It is so perfect. Glenn Ford played his father in oh, that, yeah. one of his last roles. And, and this is one of the most moving scenes I've ever seen in movies, and it's the most important scene ever, I think, to understand Superman. And basically, Clark in, in the original Superman, with, before he becomes uh, Christopher Reeves, young Clark, he's, he's, the, he's the water boy for the football team, right? And all of the jocks are kidding him around, and they're embarrassing in front of you know in front of the girls, and he's you know having to eat the stuff and so on. So these guys walk off to their sports cars, and he's left there having to clean up the equipment. And just out of a feat of of of, of bitterness and anger, he just punts the football into orbit. Right, he punts it into orbit. It just disappears. And then he's so angry at this that he races a train home. Right, and as he and as he comes to his house, his dad is waiting for him. You know, and 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 his dad walks down there, Glenn, uh, Glenn Ford as, as Jonathan Kent, and, and, put, and instead of yelling at him, I said, I told you not to use these powers, you know, he, he, he puts his arm around him and says, son, look, I know it's hard for you, right? I know it's hard for you. I know that you know that you can do all of these things better than everyone else, and you're not, and you're not allowed to do it, that, that, that it's just wrong to do it. But what he says is, he says, uh, son, I don't know what, what, why you're here, and I don't know why you came to me, but I do know that it wasn't so that you could score touchdowns. Yep. <laughs> and I thought, Beautiful. my God, right? And, 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 and you see the young Clark Kent, you see him just like, you can see it sink in. And, and he nods, and then Glenn Ford you know, walks a few steps forward and collapses and dies of a heart attack. But that's, that, it's not, a, it's not a, an accident that, that he's raised on a farm. Right, I mean, those are those are heartland values. That's what that's what constrains Superman, and that's what makes him want to fight for good. Is he is from an American farm? That's where he grew up. He didn't grow up in New York City. He went to New York City. If he'd grown up in New York City, he'd use his superpowers for you know Ukrainian hookers and, and finding <laughs> a way to get more cocaine, uh, space cocaine, <laughs> space coke. But you get see that's a that's why Superman, this is such a brilliant Biden's character. Space. So. <laughs> I guess if a, if a Democrat's going to swear in on something other than the Bible, you could do a lot worse than 
than old school yeah. Superman. And and once again, man, that's the implications that you're talking about. It's like you have this 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 super being that comes from well, it's basically coming from the heavens. You know, he was sent here to to basically bring hope, uh, bring a, a salvation. They find him on a farm where they find Jesus in a manger. You know, the thing that animals eat stuff out of. See? You know, there's all these implications, these messianic implications that these two Jews came up with that might have even gone over their head. I don't even know, right? Uh, but you know, some, some people have speculated. So some people have speculated that they they wrote Superman because they. They, they needed a Jesus that was acceptable to them, that was accessible is a, probably a better word. You know? Yeah, yeah, and, and, I, and I, could totally, I could totally get that approach, you know, and, for, and bringing that back to, um, you know, Robert Garcia, I think his name is Robert Garcia, swearing in on this comic with the Superman that was raised on these values and whatnot. Once again, I'm hoping it's like, is that the Superman that you're talking about, that, that, that Superman who was raised on these Heartland values? Uh, the Superman uh, that believed in truth, justice, the American way, or are we talking about you swearing uh, on on this comic book according to like what Bill Whittle is talking about? In that you know you have basically all this power at your disposal. You know you can basically do whatever you want, and you're going to make a mockery of our system by swearing on this constitution as an affront. I mean, on, on this, on this uh, comic book as an affront to our constitution that is supposed to be the thing that is supposed to restrain people of your office from doing what it is that you're going to do. You're going to have all these resources at your disposal and, and these constituents are going to back you to do things that are going to intrude upon our liberty under the guise of fairness and all that sort of stuff by basically being unfair to other people. You know, that kind of thing, y'all, uh, I don't want. I don't want anybody in office with a Superman complex like that. Can we start voting <laughs> no. against these people? I, I think uh, we ought to send him. I ought to send, think we should send this guy a T-shirt that says WWJD, right? And it and it and it stands for What Would Jonathan Do? Right? If, if you're gonna if you're gonna take a guy away from from the religious source of this, and he is that kind of a Superman fan, then I would simply say to him, Congratulations, I, you're values are fundamentally in the right direction anyway if you decide you're looking at a bill try to figure out what jonathan kent would do yeah. and let me add let me add on to something that uh, that zoe was just saying i've always been a big fan of earth 2 superman uh back in i guess it was the 50s they had you know the dc comics split off to try and ex to kind of explain away the golden age superheroes that were now that there was in the silver age and a lot had changed uh they took all those golden age superheroes and said there was a multiverse and those golden age ones are on on earth too and they always showed earth 2 superman as uh, older with a lot of gray hair and he was a lot less quick to action he was uh, he was tempered by wisdom and experience and that is a superman that's a kal-el that if uh, if politicians really needed somebody to emulate don't be so quick to action the law is the, about as close a thing to permanent as we can imagine. Trying to get a bad one repealed is just mm. about impossible. Don't be so quick to action. Use your wisdom and experience in trying to avoid these crises instead of trying to lock them in with the law. Amen. Let me just, let me just chuck one more thing in here. Because I, 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 I know some of you know this story, but some of you don't. <coughs> I'm 10 years older than Steve, and I'm 40 years older than Steve. <laughs> um, like the kid brother here. So, so, so I was just old enough. Uh, I was born in New York City, and, and, and that's where we had a black and white TV. So I was just on the tail end of people who grew up on the George Reeves Superman, the, the TV Superman. I grew up on him on reruns. Yep. Oh, okay, so, so you know what I'm oh, talking yeah. about. Oh, right? yeah. So he was, I mean, he was Superman. I used to have a Superman 
doll or fly him around. I used to have the intro memorized. It was the first voice that I ever yes, practiced. Yes, exactly as a kid. right. <laughs> exactly right. Um, and and this is a true story. So so George Reeves took this role very seriously, uh, and so did the Lone Ranger, who's uh, Clayton Moore. Both these guys went out into the real world and couldn't shake, and so did Adam West, for that matter. You know, they they just lived this character forever. Um, but but George Reeves was at a was at a public event. He was like opening like a something at Palisades Park or something like this. And there's a fairly large group of people there, and he's in his Superman outfit. And this little kid walks out of the crowd and points a gun at him, a real gun. And and the kid says, Superman, I, I brought the gun because I know that you're bulletproof, and, and I just want to show everybody that you you know that that you can de- deflect bullets. And and George Reeves is thinking on his feet, man, because that suit's not going to do much for him. That kid fires that round, he's going he's to die. He says, Johnny, that's a great idea, but I want you to hold on a second, because the problem is that if you fire that gun, those bullets will ricochet off of me and hit some of these people in the crowd, and we don't want to do that. We don't want to hurt anybody out there, you know. And I remember hearing that story and thinking, my God, that, must, that may be the best ad-lib line of all time, you know. Mm. That's tremendous. Yeah. yeah, that's the a good guy. That's uh, and what a pra- not only is a quick witted man, it's, it's practical. It's just a practical thought to diffuse the situation and uh, and the simplicity of it. You know, didn't make it complicated or anything like that. It's, it, the cornerstone of genius is, is simplicity. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, so if this guy who's swearing on this Bi- uh, this Bible wants to come in, or not the Bible, I guess the comics are a Bible to him, uh, wants to swear on that uh, and use his office to come in and make new laws. It's like, man, you, you doing it wrong. Your job isn't to go in there and make a bunch of new laws or anything like that. You got no one to leave well enough alone, man. Your job is to go in there and protect our God given rights and leave it alone. So folks, that's the kind of sanity that we're trying to promote out there. So I hope if we see you over at BillWhittle.com, so you guys support the right angle and, uh, you know, help put, get in the way of this craziness that's out there. Bye. <laughs>